Good afternoon. I'm Robert Enlow of the Friedman Foundation for Educational Choice. The questions of how educational choice will impact students, schools, and society as a whole are critically important. If students aren't doing better in both achievements on tests and attainments in school, if schools are not getting better as a result, and if society is not reaping the benefits in terms of greater civic values and a better use of funds, then educational choice may not always be the best path forward. This is exactly the purpose of the study we're releasing today, a win-win solution, the empirical evidence on school choice. This is the fourth edition of this report, which has become the go-to resource on what all the studies on school choice is saying or reporting. When we first released this report in 2009, there were only 19 studies that we could review that we considered gold standard. I know that our author will talk about what the difference between gold standard studies are and non-gold standard studies, but there were only 19 of them. Just four years later, there are now 100 gold standard studies highlighting the effects of educational choice. And if you were a gambling person, you would argue that school choice is the way, uh, the thing you should bet on, because out of those 100 studies, 87 find positive benefits in terms of academic achievements, the improvements on schools, greater civic values, better fiscal responsibility. 87 studies out of 100 show positive gains. 10 studies show no report, no difference, meaning that the studies uh, on, between public and private schools and kids taking vouchers show that there is no harm made whatsoever to any traditional public school or the kids are performing as well. So really on the whole, 97 out of 100 studies show that uh, private school choice, vouchers, tax credits, however you want to phrase them, are improving society or having no harm. There are three studies, of which I know we'll talk about today, that do show negative effects. And we, were, we want to make sure that as, a, as an organization we bring those to light. But in the end, there are 97 studies that show either positive gains or no impact on traditional schools or students. I'm now happy to turn it over to Dr. Greg Forster, the author of the study, who's going to go into greater depth on what this report goes through. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, this is uh, one of my favorite things to do in my research on school choice. Uh, it's not a glamorous activity. Uh, the glamour tends to go to the people who do groundbreaking new studies that have some innovative or uh, innovative method or new opportunity to study something. But uh, what excites me is the opportunity to make the research available to people in a broad way that's accessible. And uh, many people feel intimidated about reading the studies for themselves and diving into the research. I think there's no need for people to feel intimidated, but they do. And so it's helpful to give an overview of all the studies that uh, brings things down uh, to the bottom line in terms of what is the research finding on school choice. And there's always more depth, there's always more detail, there's always more nuance to be discovered by delving into the studies themselves. But I think it's very helpful to uh, step back and get an overview that allows us to see the broad picture first. Uh, this report examines uh, the evidence in five outcomes. Uh, there's academic impact on the students who use school choice. There's academic impact on students who remain in public schools that are affected by school choice. Uh, and that's going to be the largest population by far for the foreseeable future. So it's 
very important to ask not only how does school choice affect the students who use it, but also how does school choice affect uh, those who remain in public schools. Uh, we also look at the fiscal impact on taxpayers and public schools. Uh, what, what does school choice do to revenue flows in state budgets and in public school budgets? Uh, we look at racial segregation, uh, an issue that I think is very important uh, and that raises many important questions for our policy. Uh, so we look at the empirical evidence on that. And finally, uh, we look at the evidence on civic values and practices. Uh, the, the values and virtues and, and practices and commitments that are fundamental uh, to America's identity as a democratic republic, as a place of uh, religious freedom where people of different uh, ways of life and beliefs are, are tolerate one another and respect one another's rights, uh, where people vote and participate in the public order, where they volunteer and are generous to one another, uh, etc. Uh, that's, that has been the study, uh, the, the result of empirical study, and many people are surprised to hear that there have been empirical studies on how school choice affects that. Uh, and I think that's just as important uh, as uh, academic outcomes. Uh, I want to emphasize before I uh, quickly give the, the report on each of those five areas that we do not cherry pick studies in this uh, report. We include every study that falls within the scope of the review. Uh, and every time we put out this report, people say, oh, uh, they cherry-pick the studies that they like. So I want to be very clear, uh, every study that we are aware of that falls within the scope of these topics uh, is included in the report. And I'll talk a little in a moment about how we define the scope. Uh, but we, we do not exclude anything because we don't like the finding. Uh, so let me look first at uh, academic outcomes for choice participants. Uh, in this area, there is uh, potentially a huge amount of research if we wanted to look at all the research that compares public schools and private schools generally, uh, but that is not what we're looking at. We're looking only at school choice programs. Uh, so in a, in a place where there's no school choice program, you can still talk about whether the public schools or the private schools are doing better, but we're looking at school choice programs and, and participants in those programs. And furthermore, because of the way school choice programs are designed, we have a unique opportunity to study them uh, using gold standard methods. Uh, that's the method of random assignment. It's the same method that's used in medical trials. Uh, when students apply to attend, to use a, a school choice program, uh, there is often a random lottery to determine which students will get the uh, voucher or the school choice opportunity and which students will not. And that random lottery allows us to do that uh, treatment and control group the same way they do in medical trials. And that is a far superior method to what is usually available in social science. Uh, we cannot divide people up into groups and, and have them live their lives the way that we scientists want them to live so that we can study them. But we do have this unique opportunity, a naturally occurring uh, random assignment treatment and control group. Uh, so we want to take advantage of that, and that's why in this first area, unlike the other four areas, we restrict our review to the gold standard evidence because it is methodologically preferable and there is a substantial body of these gold standard studies. Uh, looking at those studies, what we find is there have been 18 empirical studies uh, that include findings for academic outcomes of the students who use school choice. Uh, and of those 18 studies, 14 studies find that school choice improves student outcomes. Uh, now, within that group of 14 studies, there are six that find all students benefiting, 
if you look at the entire population of student participants, you see a benefit across that entire population. Uh, the other eight studies find benefits for subgroups and no visible difference for those outside those subgroups. Um, and the subgroups are different in different studies. Some of them are ethnic, some of them are uh, poverty related, some of them relate to uh, students who came from low performing public schools versus students who did not, etc. Uh, so uh, there's that division, but all 14 of the studies find a positive effect for some or all students, and they don't find a negative effect uh, on anyone. So that's an, that's an academic improvement. Uh, there are two studies that find no visible difference in academic outcomes between students who are using a school choice program and students who lost a random lottery and as a result are not. And then there are two studies, uh, the first ever uh, random assignment studies to find a negative academic outcome for school choice. And those relate to Louisiana's voucher program, uh, which found a, a fairly substantial negative academic impact. Uh, on, on the students using that school choice program. Obviously, we're very concerned about this. Uh, school choice has had uh, overwhelmingly positive results until uh, this Louisiana program, so uh, we're very concerned to figure out what is, um, what is up in Louisiana. And while the purpose of this report is to survey all the evidence and not to adjudicate every dispute about the evidence, uh, it's worth taking a special look at these findings because they are uh, so anomalous compared to other findings. Uh, in the report, I review several possible reasons that have been suggested for the negative finding in Louisiana. The one that I think has the strongest support is uh, that there was a fear among private school leaders that uh, in the future the program would uh, have new restrictions or new hostile regulatory actions uh, that would compromise their autonomy as private schools. Uh, interestingly, there's a survey evidence confirming this, that uh, private school leaders were asked why they did not uh, join the program, and the top answer was uh, fear of future regulation and regulatory action. Um, <clears throat> also relevant is uh, the fact that only one-third of eligible private schools uh, actually ended up joining the voucher program in its first year. And that's a stark contrast to most school choice programs where you see much larger numbers of private schools taking advantage of the opportunity provided by a school choice program. Uh, now we can get into details about what was it in Louisiana that caused uh, these schools to have this concern that if they joined the program that would be, uh, that would expose them to hostile action from regulators. Uh, and I think there's a lot to be said about that, but to keep things brief on this call, uh, I think that is, that's where the survey evidence points and, and that uh, I think that's the most plausible explanation. There are some other plausible explanations, including um, there's a, a possible uh, difficulty aligning the curricula of the schools with the state test, which they were, schools were required to give the state test uh, if they joined the program, and they may have struggled to align their curricula to that uh, state test. Um, and there, there are others as well. But for the sake of time, uh, I'm going to move on. And I can take, I'm happy to take questions about that in question three. Uh, so in the other four areas we looked at, we are looking at all, uh, all studies using all methods uh, that look at the relevant question. Uh, academic outcomes for public schools, there have been 33 empirical studies uh, examining the effect of school choice on public schools. 
31 of them found that public schools improved uh, as a result of school choice programs. Uh, one of them finds no visible effect and one finds a negative effect. Uh, and interestingly, the program that produced that negative effect has been studied by a lot of other studies that found positive effects. Uh, and the, the authors of the study are unable to account for the negative effect, and I'm also unable to account for it. Uh, I'll just point out that uh, statistical anomalies do occur. Uh, not every study is going to uh, accurately reflect the outcome. That's why it's so important to have multiple studies uh, of anything before we draw conclusions. Uh, so 30, out of 33 studies, 31 find that school choice is improving public schools. Uh, that would seem to align with the uh, arguments of school choice advocates that school choice uh, has a beneficial effect on education in public schools. Uh, moving to fiscal impact, uh, lots of details we could discuss there, but to keep it uh, general, uh, we have 28 empirical studies that examine how school choice affects the fiscal uh, status of both states and uh, the taxpayers for states and public schools. Uh, and 25 of the 28 find that school choice programs save money for taxpayers and public schools, and three find uh, that the, the programs they studied are revenue-neutral programs. Uh, and that effect is a strongly influenced by the design of school choice programs. Uh, when school choice programs are designed, particularly when the amount of money available for each child's choice is set, uh, and also other factors, uh, the program design really has a, a pretty direct effect on the fiscal impact that it has. So uh, in current school choice programs seem to be designed in a way that is saving money uh, for, for taxpayers and public schools uh, in general. We also we have 10 empirical studies that have examined school choice and racial segregation. Uh, and of those 10, nine find that uh, school choice is moving students from more segregated schools into less segregated schools. Uh, so the net effect of school choice uh, in, in these nine out of ten studies is to give students a more racially integrated uh, classroom experience. Uh, and the remaining empirical study found no visible difference. Uh, we've, we've got no studies finding that school choice has a negative impact on racial segregation. Finally, uh, civic values and practices. Uh, while there's a wide scope of outcomes involved here, uh, including whether people vote, whether people volunteer, uh, the most commonly studied thing is tolerance for the rights of others. Uh, students are asked to identify a, a group that they dislike intensely. Uh, people will typically choose anything from neo-Nazis or the Ku Klux Klan to uh, political groups that they oppose. Uh, and then students or uh, people are asked uh, whether members of that group should be allowed to vote, whether members of that group should be allowed to uh, have a rally in the town square, whether people in that group should be allowed to have a book that's sympathetic to their views in the public library, etc. Uh, and uh, 11 empirical studies have examined school choices' impact on civic values and practices. Uh, and of those eight, find that school choice improves civic values and practices, and three find no visible effect. Uh, there's been, there have been no studies finding a negative effect of school choice programs on civic values and practices. Uh, so the fear that school choice will somehow balkanize society and produce people who are uh, fanatics for their own uh, group and don't respect the rights of others uh, don't seem to be well-founded in the empirical evidence. 